0: I'm as ready as I can be okay
1: so yeah you're absolutely right and I do think it feels like we are playing catch-up after having known each other for a while
0: right right that's what social media does though that's that's the that's the magic that it that it brings to us it doesn't feel like we're hundreds or thousands of miles away
1: no so where are you
0: I am in Wisconsin I'm, I'm in fact I'm right across the Illinois Wisconsin border in Kenosha so I sit about 30 minutes south of Milwaukee and 30 minutes north of Chicago so okay right yeah
1: so that's a nice place to be I
0: mm-hmm, mean you
1: mm-hmm. can go and either I. Way. yeah either way and you have so much different culture on either side I would imagine correct I've True. been to Chicago, which is the okay. only place out of all those places that you've mentioned that I've actually been.
0: Good. How'd you like I really
1: it? Love Chicago.
0: Love it. Good. Good.
1: Yeah. You... I would love to go back. I think okay. that's going to make it on my bucket list. Okay. So you're in place. Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. you're also here with me in the yes. middle of nowhere, Ontario, <laughs> Canada. Population two thousand four hundred. Um, that's it. Yeah.
0: You know Ontario is that small?
1: No, just where I am.
0: Where you like, are Ontario. in Ontario? Okay, got it. Yeah, that.
1: Ontario is big, but where I am, okay. we're small. Okay, we're small.
0: got it. Got it.
1: Um, we're so small, we're not a town, we're a township.
0: Township, yep. We have those here. <laughs> we yeah. have those here where, where I am. We have townships, yep.
1: So I grew up here, and I hated it here growing up. I hmm. hated every second of it. So... As soon as i got the opportunity i left and i spent 13 years in toronto which is our biggest city in um ontario and i had no intentions of ever coming back but my husband who was born and raised in the city was like the houses are so cheap if we're ever gonna have kids like it's better to be there and yeah here we are
0: here we are that's hey that's that's how it goes right
1: it does it's when you take the chances, the chances yeah. that are presented to you, and you keep an open mind.
2: Yeah. And that's, I think that's a great part.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of having a conversation with someone is having an open mind, mm-hmm. and being willing to go wherever the conversation takes you. <laughs> I think that's a key element in um, building relationships because you and I connected over cars.
0: Yeah. Right. I don't even like cars. I- didn't even see that coming. Right? I love cars. I don't,
2: I don't
1: like cars. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at car shows, but mm-hmm. I feel like every car owner who goes to a car show has a story about their car.
0: Yes. And I love
2: to hear stories.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's in fact, part of the bio that I have uh, in our group is that, you know, it's, for me, it's not about, for me, most people that I meet unless they're in the car community they're enthusiasts outside of the enthusiast community, a car is just either transportation or uh, as um, Chris Doe was was talking about yesterday mentioned um status you know some people see it as status and it can be both the people that create them you know it's a work of art You know, those of us that really enjoy the car, we enjoy the experience. We enjoy the community because we talk about it. And there are some some negatives to the car community, just like any uh, community where there are some some bad players, some foul players in that in that community that do bad things. So sometimes people, you say you're in the car community, they're thinking you're just out in the middle of the street, hooning around, doing donuts in the middle of traffic. That's not the kind of we're we're organized it's not the kind of uh car group or car enthusiasts that i that i hang around so but yeah all that said you know just part of the bio um you know it is there's a story to all of us that are enthusiasts and really dog probably to each and every person you probably can think back to the first car that they ever bought or was ever handed down uh to them you know maybe their first scare in a car first accident first whatever most most cases, most people have uh, a good story behind yeah. a car.
1: Yeah, and I'm so my daughter took the bus on the first day of school, and then she was terrified, absolutely terrified of the bus. It's not safe. Doesn't have seat belts. Seats are slippery. Like not doing it. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so let me drive you. And I've been driving her now since September. Every day, I drive her to school. I pick her up. Mm. I have the flexibility to do that but the things that come out of that child's mouth in the car on the drive to school and the drive home Mm. and I always think to myself would I be having these conversations if she was taking the bus because she has a younger sibling Mm -hmm. life is crazy life is busy they're playing would we have that one-on-one time and how Mm -hmm. lucky am I that I'm having these moments. And everyone that talks to me about driving her to school says, you got to get her on the bus. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? And it's neat to see the different perspectives, right? Right. And I think that's what I got from what you were saying about people's perception of the car community.
2: Mm -hmm. We
1: all look at things through a different lens. Mm And I
2: Mm -hmm.
1: think being able to find the commonalities is a really neat thing and being able to find them with someone so far
2: away
0: correct correct and, and the the biggest the biggest win for us as human beings is that we have our own experiences and if we're open minded enough to give someone else a chance to share their side we can actually have a better understanding of someone else's journey or a different journey altogether and realize that our perspective is only skewed to our experience that's the only that's the only uh vantage point we have we can't i can't see your experience taking your daughter to school in your car and having those conversations
2: mm-hmm.
0: until i hear you let me know that that there's some intricate conversations to be had. And even that having a son to realize how valuable that time is, especially when they're young, life hasn't, you know, started to <clears throat> shape different ideals and different uh, opinions about things. They're just open-minded and free. And they're going to say and share whatever it is that
1: mm-hmm. comes to mind. Cause
0: they don't have a filter and don't, and don't have to have a filter. So mm-hmm. that's awesome.
1: I think it's nice sometimes. It's refreshing to speak to somebody who doesn't have a filter. And Mm -hmm. I find with this cancel culture that we've been going through, um, people's filters are so strong. And it's made me lean into the close relationships that I have and building close relationships because, like, I don't – people say they don't like small talk. But I think Mm -hmm. small talk's a vehicle to deep conversation. So I like small talk, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to hang out at surface level. Um, And I think we haven't known each other for very long. It's only been a few weeks and we're already like religion, let's go. (laughs) To be able to build a connection with that, with someone like that, like it's pretty
2: cool. when you.
0: That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And and, and we're going to, I definitely, of course, I'm sure we'll end up touching on uh, on that that discussion uh, about books and how we kind of kind of touched on that, um
2: yeah,
0: last night. but you made me think of one other thing about um you know, cancel culture one of the one of the best things that I got from joining the military because I served in the Navy for fourteen years. and I thought it was going to be travel the world. I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, the opportunity to go back to school because I had, you know, I pursued professional sports and, and left college. So I thought, I, you know, that was the thing. Uh, I thought it was just me becoming a better version of me being the, you know, a man doing such a, a manly and noble uh, thing to serve my country. And what it really did for me was opened my mind to other cultures and what we just talked about a moment ago, having an opportunity to hear other people's stories, to find out where they're from the childhoods that they had some great, some definitely not great at all. Um, you know, for the military to be, uh, an escape or, you know, an only option or, um, I, I don't know, end all to be all as far as, uh, getting in and and some of course like myself saw it as a resource and opportunity to you know to serve my country and at the same time there's some benefits that I can can get from it so but the one of the biggest takeaways from that was the people that I had an opportunity to meet to hear their stories and to have now an ability to have conversations and hear things and be able to take the moment to see it from both sides. Not just my my vantage point to try to see it from from more than one side. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the greatest things that I think um that I could have gotten from the military experience.
2: Do you
1: think that there is a lot of people who served with you who would have taken away the same the same lesson?
0: Uh yes, I I talked to uh one particular uh, person that I served with at my last final duty station in Texas, uh, he and I, and a group of us connected because we talked about investing. We talked about real estate. We talked about crypto. We talked about, um, cars was kind of one of it, but you know, that was just the guy thing, but we talked about books. We mm-hmm. talked about different books to read for leadership and financial literacy. Um, and we talked about just the human experience. So those guys, that that core group of guys, yes, I can say, definitely uh, had the same understanding and took that away from uh, the experience in the military uh, as well. You know, as for every after everybody else can't can't speak, but I can't speak for for them, and especially uh, my good friend, my brother.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think we always are drawn to people are in the stage of learning similar lessons
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i think when somebody's thrown into the mix that doesn't kind of fit with that i think it's a signal that it's time to learn a new mm-hmm. lesson yeah. do you find that in the people that you connect with that some, most of you are on the same path and then there's this like wild card and it's like hmm, why are you here <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I'd have to think hard to, um, to maybe when that has happened, of course, I know that has happened. Uh, What I would, would hope to be able to reflect on and and share would be that it was an opportunity. And now I'm thinking of one now, you know, it was an opportunity to, you know, mentorship was a big thing for us, uh, at least in the Navy. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a, a big thing, especially as you got higher up in the ranks. And, Every time you talk to a junior sailor was an opportunity really to impart some knowledge, some wisdom, either about their personal journey, um, whether that was something as simple as buying a car or, um, you know, planning for, you know, a child, uh, you know, expecting a child. So those opportunities were there and they came, you know, it was up to the individual or individuals to um, grab hold of that that lifeline and and take it for what it was and of course there were times where that worked they did and they saw the the opportunity and then there was times that that wasn't the case and it was like okay well you figure out what you're going to do but this this group right here that is just not a you know evidently is not a fit for you especially if there were just certain things that really threw flags to say you know what Let's help you out, but we gotta help you out from a distance. We can't have that in our core group, you
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: How about you?
1: Yeah, I I have so many stories of wild cards that I've met along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really shaped my view on connections and how important Mm -hmm. they can be. Um, I spent many years bartending and I bartended not because I had to Mm -hmm. um but because there was nothing that I was drawn to doing in terms of education um and I love making money I'm just gonna spit it right I love making money and I'm really good at it Um, bartending was a vehicle to do that but it was also a vehicle to make connections Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: so I remember one night I had my bar lined with um, people waiting for friends. It was a live music venue. The music was still background music. And they're all there on their phone. It's like, mm-hmm. Starting to get annoyed. And they all had a drink in front of them that they're not touching. And on their phone. Like, this isn't making me any money. And it's pathetic. And it's sad to watch. Yeah. So I like turned the music off. My biggest voice, I said, everybody's phones down first person to pick up their phone pays the tab. If nobody picks up their phone for the rest of the time, I will pay the tab person who gets the most phone numbers out of this row of people, that person, I'm going to pay for your tab for the entire night. Um, So there was a businessman who ended up picking up his phone first. So he ended up (laughs) being a good sport. Um, But I ended up making lifelong connections out of that. Um, So those were wild cards in the sense that um, I ended up, one of them was a bar owner, a restaurant owner, I had no idea. And I ended up um, working for him um, for multiple years after that. And that was an opportunity, a job I never would have gone after. Um, I was in the wedding of one of the girls that was um, sitting at the bar that night. Um, so those ones I find wild cards because I think, as humans we're we're drawn to people who are similar to us. So when you meet people randomly in that sense, you take on some of their experience as well, mm-hmm. and you start to do things that are outside of your norm. Right. Um so that that's I think one of my favorite core memories is last awesome. night because awesome. everybody's just looking at me like, what? It's like, Who is this? They could to play along, or am I? But you know what? They started talking. Oh, wow. They started drinking more because they're feeling uncomfortable. They wanted to.
0: <laughs> hey, you adapted to the situation, and there we go. You adapted to the situation and uh, found a, found a way to win. Mm-hmm. And found I think we all
1: won that night.
0: Yeah. yeah. In a
1: way, right?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Wow!
1: No, I was probably the villain in that story for a lot of them too. Like,
0: some, oh, the villain talk. <laughs>
1: I was the villain to the guy that ended up paying for the tab for sure.
0: Definitely, for sure I was his villain. Wow! But but you said he was a good sport.
1: He was, yeah.
0: He did it, but he was just like, I'll never forget. <laughs> probably, probably.
1: Oh, I did, did you ever? You never saw him again? again? No, no, no. No, yeah. He did not become a regular.
0: Yeah, he sent somebody to get his drinks when he came. He like, sure. yeah, you go get them. Whoops. Here's my card. You just go yeah. get it. Yeah. I buy you fly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you talk That's to strangers? I don't and have a you know, I don't have a problem talking to uh strangers. I, I really I kind of get it from my from my dad. He um he never met a stranger. And because of his world travels he met people it was one thing for him to meet someone and this is me as a kid I'm with him he'd meet someone and he knew exactly the county the street the everything that they lived on and I'm just like this man's got like some kind of crystal ball or something because he literally could have a conversation about any and everything and I just was like, how does he do that? And this is when I was just shy and didn't talk to anyone then. And and not only just stateside, but he would he could meet someone from India. I remember him meeting someone from I think from Russia and uh or or Ukraine. I can't remember where it was, but um I remember him meeting someone when I was like 14. And I remember to this day, because he talked about everything about that area and I think he had because he had served I think he had had traveled there or was stationed somewhere near there um and was able to recall that information but it was just magic to see him talk to people and not meet strangers so for me now you know I'm really observing um that's just that's just the, the nature of who I am now having having served and you know, the different, different responsibilities I've had. Um, just very, very observant of, of my surroundings. And just depending on the situation, maybe the reason I lead the conversation, I'm not scared to lead a conversation uh, and I'm not scared to meet a, you know, meet a stranger or talk to a stranger either. So, um, but that was definitely by way of my, that was by way of my father being so outgoing
2: mm-hmm. that
0: helped me to be that way.
1: Yeah. I find that, it's a much bigger thing in a small town to Mm -hmm. have those like, Oh, I bumped into you. I don't know you very well, but we're going to have a conversation now. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, look at the bananas. Oh, did you hear about the crops this year? And it's like, sometimes you're like, Oh man. Um, and when I first moved back, I'm standing in line at the bank and like, I was used to city life, fast paced. And like, I, I just wanted to, with deposit check, like that,
0: Just get in and get out.
1: And I heard about like Pearl's flower garden and like her roses weren't doing that great this year. And I remember in that moment, just like wanting to crawl out of my skin. I was so uncomfortable. And then reflecting on it when I was um, at home later that evening, because she was an elderly woman and like she just wouldn't cut it. Like she was like, we were going to hear all about those roses. Um. but I thought to myself like this is an elderly woman her husband could have just passed right she could have lived alone she maybe she doesn't have family maybe she doesn't talk to them maybe that was the only interaction that she got during that day Mm -hmm. and who am I to deny her of that by being like okay lady come on and I I have been since that moment I've been more mindful of allowing people the space to do that because maybe that's all they're getting today. Mm -hmm. And connection like can make or break your day, right? Like you can have a bad conversation with someone and walk away from it, like in a mood for the rest of the day, right?
0: Right, right. It's, that's one of the things I like about movies, about creating films is that you get to share the impact that that has on a person, you know, those relationships the connections, you know, we don't see it. And, you know, it's oftentimes you, a story is shared about this connection and what it did for them years down the road, even decades down the road, but it all may have started from a plant, uh, a seed being planted or watered that particular day when it was needing it the most. And and you yourself just don't know it. You don't know what you've done for them. Now I can think back to conversations people have had with me that impacted me and I still think back to it to the day because it's like man that was a you know that was a moment that and I needed I needed to hear that I needed that great gesture to see that there are still you know that there really are great people in the world and it's not all the the isms and the and the um the negative aspects of the human experience that we continually uh, hear that is perpetuated. So it is great to see and think back to those uh, those opportunities and realize that, yeah, when you have the opportunity to really just take a moment to be a ear uh, for them to to share, you know, who knows what that did for them and who knows what it does for you later.
1: Exactly. And I I know it's none of my business. But I always try to think, can I think of a moment when I did that for someone, when I gave them that piece of wisdom that changed their trajectory? And I think I try, for the most part, to live my way and live my life in a way where I'm either providing space for that moment to happen Mm -hmm. or... I'm having the conversations that could lead to those moments either for myself or for someone else. And I know when I was working as a nurse, I know that I had moments definitely where I Mm. had an impact in the way that you were just describing, but Mm. it's interesting to think, have I ever been the impact versus looking back and thinking of the impacts that someone else has had on us. Mm. But I don't know, like, do you think that is our business to know or to think about? I don't
0: know. That's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know if it's, right? I don't know if it is or isn't. I can't say which one it is. I, I, all I can say is that I don't necessarily ponder that often. Oh my gosh, you just made me think of something. I know. Just, uh, the other day, oh, and it's not about. I'm definitely because I talked to my wife about it because I, I was I was feeling. I felt empowered in the moment, leading up to the the deed, and then. The reaction was genuine. From the little girl so that it, it wasn't so much about the reaction. You know, sometimes we let reactions turn off what we did because it was like, Oh, it wasn't really well received, but that's our, as son would say, that's our ego. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. probably our, that's our ego getting in the way uh, because regardless if it's from the heart, regardless of what the outcome is, you did your part period. So, but really the essence of what was happening was it was a young lady outside selling lemonade. And as I mentioned, I'm in Wisconsin. We've been having some 40-degree weather. That's fairly warm for us, you folks that's in the south and tropical areas where it's 75, 80. Uh, 40 is warm for us this time of year in Wisconsin, in the Midwest. So, but it still was cold that day. So I thought, I was like, man, she's out selling lemonade. First off, entrepreneurial spirit took over. And I'm like, okay, I've got to support the cause. And I pulled out my, my, uh, my money, my money clip, my wallet, and it only had a dollar in it. Now, mind you, lemonade, typically they're selling for like 25 cents. So that, you know, we did good as far as percentages of what we donated. But I was like, I wanted to do more. And But the thing was, is on the way to get the money, I thought of what I wanted to share with her to leave a lasting impression or to leave a nugget that will help her as an entrepreneur if she decides to go that route. Maybe that's the seed that's that's planted to help that. Maybe that's the seed that's water that helps that somewhere down the road. So the thing was, I shared, you know, I shared what it was that I wanted to share with her, and she was definitely grateful for uh, the the money that was given. And when I left there, I was feeling some kind of way because I almost let it's kind of twofold. I almost let the moment be ruined because of the type of neighborhood it was. You know, it was a it was a um underprivileged neighborhood and underserved neighborhood and um I didn't want that to be in that situation because I already said I'm I'm always aware of my surroundings so I didn't want I was trying to to not let my head being on a swivel and making sure that I'm I'm you know I'm protected uh take away from me giving her the the attention that I felt God was, was asking me to give, uh, the message that he was asking, you know, to give. So all that said, you know, when I left, it was conflicting because I didn't know if I passed the message well. And at one point I was thinking, you know, did I do that for me? Or did I do that for her? And... By the time I talked with with my wife, you know, I realized, you know, I it wasn't for me. I I knew because I know how I am in terms of, uh, as the scripture says, casting your pearls unto swine. So I know how I am as far as giving. Um, I kind I discern when I give. So, but again, in that moment, because the the will was there, so I did it but like i said the the emphasis was on the message but my concern was as we we're talking about you know are we doing the thing are we thinking about doing the thing that will make the impact you know i was thinking about doing the thing that will make the impact and i really felt kind of guilt ridden because i was like was that my place to even put so much work into the message Versus just being organic and doing it. So at the end of the day, I just said, I know that I played my part. I know that I did my part. Hopefully at some point in time, it will allow for the work that was supposed to be done through the actions will work. And that's where I had to leave it. And I think to answer the question based on Sharing that experience is to say, we probably shouldn't get too involved with trying to figure out if what we did really makes the impact. We just have to realize that what we did was intended to be impactful, was intended to shape them in a positive way, and give them a a necessary opportunity that they you know maybe didn't didn't think about. Or another way to look at it and another uh, something to apply on their journey and that's at the end of the day that's that's all we can do yeah
1: that's now i'm like curious i want to know what happened with the little girl after you left. (laughs) aren't you like
2: what's not
0: now not now i mean the the smile on her face the excitement um was was great you know Mm -hmm. that was great i mean you you when it comes to kids, I love seeing kids happy. You know, I want a kid to be a kid. And, you know, not knowing, even for her, not knowing necessarily what it was. Was it for, you know, uh, I don't know. Was it going on some kind of uh, trip with her girlfriends or, you know, friends, you know, with the school? Or was it? I, I have no idea. We know times have changed a lot in terms of, you know, what kids are are investing money into you know, hey, is it money to invest into something? I have no idea what it was was for, but for a kid to be a kid, part of that is having smiles on their faces and hearing them laugh and just have a good time and not be bogged down with, you know, negativity around them or, you know, maybe parents fighting at home or, you know, for whatever the reason is, lost their job or stress and all these different things that can add to that. Someone's sick or whatever. Uh, But you want a kid to smile and and be excited about life. So to see that, that was great. That was was all I needed to see. She was excited. And yeah.
1: Imagine we end up having, imagine this podcast goes for like 30 years and I end up having that girl on here one day. Like
0: (laughs) what would that be? What
1: a movie that would be.
0: (laughs) That would be a movie. So I'm ready to write it. Let's do it. (laughs) we'll see what we'll see what happens wow yeah yeah
1: yeah i don't so do you feel my follow-up question to that from what you said is do you feel there's moments in life where you're called to do something where you're called to start a conversation you're called to just do something
0: absolutely yeah absolutely um I can't think of anything just yet, but I'm sure something will come. But um, for me, when I, I am called or led to do something, it doesn't, it's very, it's hyper strong. You know, it's a hyper strong energy and emotion that takes over, especially if it's something that happen in the moment. If it's something that I am supposed to do period as part of my destiny, um it's always there. It always shows up some form, some way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And upon executing, then it, it it ends up opening the doors to the pathways that I was supposed to take.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah.
1: I feel the same. And I feel like there's been moments where I felt that and ignored it,
2: like Mm -hmm. in the moment,
1: like, oh, I need to do this, like, it's the right thing to do, or I need to do this. And it was a hard thing to do.
2: Mm -hmm. And I've
1: been like, "Mm, I'm not doing that. Um, And I feel like as I get older, I've just stopped I've stopped taking into account what other people are thinking of the actions that I'm taking. And if I Mm -hmm. feel like I need to do it in the moment, then I just, whatever it is, I do it. Um, So one quick example I can think of is like on the playground, if there's a child that's doing something that they absolutely should not be doing, I have no problem to be like, oh, you know, let's use nice hands. Let's keep our hands to ourselves. where I Mm -hmm. see a lot of other parents stand back. And they don't get involved, but they will confront me about it. And I'm like,
2: <laughs>
1: your kid was just smashing this kid over the head with a Tonka truck. And you're standing there on your phone and like, what did you want me to do? Whereas right. before I may have considered the other person's reaction
2: mm-hmm.
1: to me trying to do the right thing. Um, so I feel like that is what has led me to right here, right now is. Mm. I feel like the right thing with social media Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is to use it for this an exchange of ideas, an exchange of opinions, and an exchange of opinions where we're not caring if you think what I'm saying is misinformation, what Mm -hmm. I think you're saying is misinformation. I am of sound mind Mm -hmm. to make my own opinion Mm -hmm. based on what you're sharing, what I'm sharing, what I'm researching. Right. right, so I think that's my mission. I think we just wow. uncovered my mission in this.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I that's feel like great we, to have been a part of a
1: breakthrough, your
0: discovery of right.
1: Well, good, good. Imagine we could have breakthroughs all of the time.
0: All the time, we can. We can in the right environment with the right people,
2: yeah. Right.
0: The right energy, and again, being open minded and willing to just hear what the other person has to, to say and, and hear and listening, Mm -hmm. actively listening to what the person has to say and not being ready to, you hear one thing and that's the thing you want to respond to or, or cut them off and interject with. So that's the, that's the part that makes us great and allows for us to grow and mature and, and, um, you know have a better experience
2: mm-hmm. so we
1: have already spoken for over 35 minutes if you can believe it <laughs> i can because it feels like we just hopped on here
0: we it went does.
1: like into some heavy things which mm-hmm. i'm i'm surprised um,
0: right? no i'm not i'm not surprised no? we, we had already talked about some heavy things yeah just, just through through instagram so
2: yeah.
0: um and I feel, yeah, I'm not so surprised.
1: I'm going to quiz you on my podcast since this is brand new. We're going forwards. Do you think we need a structure or do you think we just ebb and flow?
0: I think just ebb and flow to start. I think uh, so. Because guess, well, I, we've already talked, so I have to, you know, I'm starting mine. I've been wanting to start my podcast ever since I got out of the military. Mm -hmm. and but I didn't want to do it solo at least I didn't feel I wanted to do it solo I wanted to I like having conversations so I love dialogue so with that said you know there's a couple of people that I wanted to do the podcast with they weren't in a space to do it you know one one of the persons was transitioning out just after I did that's a conversation for another day because he was not getting out. He was going to retire in the whole nine. And that, that changed within seemed like months of me sharing some things about my experience and my goals and all of that before I had gotten out. So maybe those were some, maybe that was some, some conversations that that planted some things. And then the other guy, he's, you know, he's a, a videographer, um, cinematographer as well that's how we met in the car scene shooting shooting events and but he wasn't ready because he still was trying to um transition away from his nine to five and um so I just was like you know what it seemed like only it's only fitting now to have joined night owl nation Mm -hmm. and podcast be a part of the curriculum starting the podcast. So now I'm just like, okay. First and I'm
2: to do it.